With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Darkness Within Radio. Tonight I bring to you S.J. Wells and her husband, Russ, who is a paranormal couple, and they have traveled near and far, exploring the paranormal world. Hey, Sandy. Hey, Russ. How are you? How are you? I'm doing fine. So what do you got for us tonight, guys? I know you've traveled everywhere and anywhere you could in, you know, exploring the paranormal world. Yes. So where do we want to start with this? I was born from 1958 to a poor white family. <laughs> <laughs> Did that go back far enough? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> take, um, take it on back to Noah. What the heck, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're writing a book right now. We're, we're writing a book right now um, about are some of our, very few actually, of our um, explorations and investigations in about 19 years. We've been doing this almost 40 years, so. That's quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, with, with everything that we've seen and put up with and, you know, you, so, some places jump and some places are not, you know, you, you People have think they have activity and they have a noisy house, but uh, you know, with all the things that I've seen, I I don't know how in the world she stayed married to me for all this time. Medication, medication. It works for my wife. You know, I drink I drink the red drink twice a week. I'm happy. You know. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, that's. Kind of what we've been doing recently, because we, you know we're getting a little older, and uh, cold weather don't agree with us, so we don't get out and do in the winter time. Yeah, well, I more or less with everything that's going on with the paranormal world, I more or less uh, kind of walked away from it and just doing my shows now. That's about it. I mean, I do get emails here and there that you know people that want help or need help and stuff like that, and. Uh, I network them out. Right. You know. That's kind of what we do, too. We don't... We do get out and do some stuff on our own, as always, you know, but um, only when we can just get out and, you know, get out of our everyday life and try and do something. It doesn't happen often with doctor's appointments and, you know, everything else. We don't don't do residentials anymore. Uh, we, well, as a matter of fact, we, have a, we do like uh, guest uh, uh, investigations where, where we go and we help someone else with their investigation. 
uh, we're, we're kind of like I said, you know, we're kind of retired now, and yeah. um, kind of mostly advisors. Well, more sand out of the class than there used to be in the class. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I oh. forgot you you make appearances so on wonderful shows. So where are some of the places you guys have been? Oh gosh. Um. Well, probably most of the place, a lot of the places we've been. Our biggest thing is we always like to do the um, like to always try to you know, be the first to investigate a place. We got we got more photos yeah. and, and audio. Uh, and, okay, uh, you ever heard of uh, Lincoln, New Mexico? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, have you ever have it? Okay, that's where uh, Billy the Kid had his famous shootout. If you've ever seen the movie Young Guns, uh, he uh, had a shootout with the two deputies. They had him handcuffed, and he got a gun from the uh, outhouse. Uh, the bullet holes. Well, he didn't get it from him. Well, yeah, I know, but that's what the movie had a crappy gun, though. <laughs> yeah, the bullet hole is still in the wall. Uh, it's a very place. Um, that's uh, one of the places that, you know. That's the Lincoln County Courthouse. That'll be actually... One of the one of the stories in our book. So, yeah, we've also been at you know, Alcatraz Island, uh, the USS Hornet, Winchester House, uh, Bach Tower, uh, the Florida Lighthouse in St. Augustine, uh, all kind of places. What's with that staircase in the Winchester House that goes nowhere? That's the truth. I mean, you walk up the there's these, these little tiny stairs that you walk up. Because apparently Sarah Winchester was really um, short, <laughs> like something, and so the steps had to be short. So when you're walking up, it's like walking up a ramp with bumps yeah. in them. I mean, that's yeah. There, there's and there's a lot of places there that uh, um, go nowhere, <laughs> or they open up to the side. You're you're opening a door to nothing to about twenty foot drop. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, the weird thing is, is that when we were uh, there, with David and Sherelle Baker, good friends, uh, we were outside the the house. Uh, we were getting ready to do a, a tour, like everybody else. We we were just, you know, we were tourists. That, and we noticed uh, these lights in in the top floor. There's, nobody was in there, right? I mean, everybody was on the bottom floor. Nobody on top, and they kept going on and off on and off. And then when we got up there on the tour, they stayed on the whole time. Was someone up there? I don't know, but it's just one of those interesting things that happened to us. You know, I happened to look up and go, hey, that looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alcatraz, tell them what you happened to you. They threw a rock at you. Yeah. Well, I don't think he was going in the book. Oh, yeah. Well, you can give them We had some interesting experiences at Alcatraz, too. And, and it was a, like a touristy thing we were on. And you would never expect to get any kind of a uh, I don't know, evidence, paranormal evidence, oh, when, when there's so many people in, in the cell block up on top of the island. But uh, we got several EVPs, and we both had interesting experiences. So, I mean, it's very haunted. I mean, uh, really well, haunted, you, you actually. You would think that with that many people there, it would have been a noisy place, but the interesting thing about Alcatraz is they give their tours mostly with audio assistance, so you walk around with headphones on, and nobody's really talking. Yeah, so it was kind of neat. Yeah. We did get, you know, we did get a lot of audio because there was a whole lot of noise, you know, so it was great. 
Well, so I'm just curious now. Have have y'all been touched and shoved and all that kind of stuff before? Yeah, I got hung up on. <laughs> I, I was I was jumping in. <laughs> so and, it and came through. The, I still listen to it through the computer though. So while I was calling back in, you oh. see, I have this doll here, and her name is Sabrina. She's 18 years old, and she was uh, raped and murdered when she was pregnant, and uh, she likes to play with electronics, and if she doesn't stop playing with my electronics, I'm going to put her in the closet. Uh. <laughs> hey, then you can say she's coming out of the closet. <laughs> 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 Ever been touched or anything? Oh, yeah, we've been, we've been uh, to Jeff's question, we've been touched several times. We've had one really interesting kind of terrifying experience that Russ had. I'll let him tell you about that. Uh, Deer Lodge, Montana, the uh, territorial prison there, They, uh, it was a cell block. They had held uh, guards. They had a riot. This was the, I believe it was the 58 riot. 1958. And, uh, you know, there was deaths involved and uh, it, it was a bad situation. Well, um, when you're investigating that place, they have a, a, a cardinal rule of don't antagonize the ghost uh, because it was a prison. It was a prison, so they didn't want to. They didn't want to upset the. Uh, and uh, I was walking around with the, one of the uh, uh, curators, I was, and he was uh, doing things, jiggling keys. You know, they don't like wrestling keys. Did not like you walking and tapping the bars, tap, 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 tap as you're walking down. Well, he did these things, and uh, I was, uh, I rule, and I was uh, kind of best by myself. I was I was in front of my partner is what it was uh, a little bit. He was in one cell. I went to the other. And when I walked, so you feel the air. You, you feel it like walking through the pillow. It was so thick. And uh, my up, you know, like when you're climbing, uh, uh, if you're climbing in, the, in an airplane, you're going up in the air and you're getting up, your, your ears load up and they, you know, you got to move your jaw around, pop them. Same sensation, and just about have audio going. And uh, I, I said, "Geez, I, I can sense you, buddy." And right about then, uh, you can hear it on the uh, on the tape. It sounded like a knife cut, or uh, 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 you know, the uh, uh, cutting the air. Oh, blackjack, or or you know, the the bill clubs, I should say. You can hear it cutting through the air, and it hit me, hit me across the chest, lifted me up, uh, took me back about three feet Good through Lord. the air, right through. I mean, I hit on the wall, and uh, well, it scared me so bad I was ready to retire that night. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had to. I had to actually force him to go back in and and. They did the EVP. I was done. I was done. I was done with paranormal investigating altogether because I said for years they cannot harm you. They will not hurt you. I was way wrong. (laughs) Well, I listen to a lot of people say that, you know, spirits and ghosts cannot hurt you. And, like, y'all want to make a bet? (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, they can, you know, I still am under the under the thought that do not intentionally to hurt you. It's just that it's kind of like they don't know their own strength. Yeah. I don't know. If they're evil when they're here, their spirit is evil also. I mean, they if they're angry all the time when they're here, they're angry and while they're dead. I mean, it just, you know, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Boy, I'll, I'll be giving EVPs that are corny jokes. <laughs> uh, but that that's you know I mean other than that I've not really had personally any um, negative uh, things happen to me then uh, been walked through you know that's that's a completely different issue but that's pretty typical actually. yeah but I've only I've only had the the one bad incident like I said you know if you're a butthead in life you're going to be a butthead in death. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know um, when I was living in Chester, South Carolina, we had um, a few entities in the house we were living in, and I went down to the Historical Society, which happened to be the old jail, the old county jail at one time. And the woman there, she took me on a tour, and, I mean, she took us upstairs where the cells were and stuff. And I proceeded to walk down what they call the catwalk to the last cell, and all of a sudden I felt like something had its hands around my neck, and I, I wasn't able to breathe. And that's because one of the prisoners there had hung himself in that cell. Oh, oh interesting. Okay. Wow. Makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, Judy, Judy, are you telling me that that prisoner was well hung? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> it, it, no, he was afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> There. <laughs> so, have you guys ever been like to the Shanghai tunnels in Oregon? What's up with that place? Because I hear a lot about it, and you know. Well, actually, we were just talking about that the other night. Um, together, and we've never. <laughs> you know, we've done the Seattle underground tunnels, yeah. uh, which were very cool. And I, uh, what I really liked about that place was I had full access. I was going into places that nobody had been in in a hundred years. Yeah, it, and just the atmosphere of you, know, you, you, you a hundred years? Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, I'm going down in there. I actually caught an apparition <laughs> picture down there. Yeah, I'm the I'm the uh, I'm the uh, gopher. Or like in Vietnam, I was the tunnel rat. I I was, and I would I would move mice and rats out of my way to get my picture. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Did you say you were in Vietnam, sir? No, no, uh, uh-uh. no. I'm just I was oh. just relate to a tunnel rat of Vietnam. Oh, okay, but I, okay. I was in the military. I, I was a police officer in the in the eighties. I got you, got you. Well, thank you for your service, even regardless. Uh, She's always corrected me. Well, that's because I was right. Oh, bite me. 
Let him back. Show him who's boss. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, I'm kind of like that too, Russ. You know, people like, well, I'm not going in there. I'm like, come on, let's go. You know, yeah. I want to, inquiring minds want to know what's there. Right. Well, you know. No. I, don't know. I was That's... told one night not to go to this certain cemetery. That there was something very bad in the back right-hand corner. And I'm like, okay, well, I got off the phone with this person, jumped in my car and went to the cemetery and started hovering around the back right-hand corner to find out what was there. Well, what I found was absolutely freaking nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's why they told you not to go there. <laughs> exactly. They told me not to go, and I had to go anyway. All right. A lot of the stories that we that we'll talk we're talking about in the book well not a lot of them but a couple of them are actually urban legends that we've heard of and we want to check out there was any truth to them or whatever and most of the time it was just urban legend you know there's a couple of the places we that we'll be talking about um we actually proved differently that it was actually a haunting it wasn't a legend so i mean you just never know no, you don't. You don't. You know, up here, up here in New York, um, well, Staten Island, there's an urban legend about uh, one of the guys. He was he wasn't really all upstairs there, and the place used to be like an orphanage, and you know, and different types of places like that. And uh, he started by driving the van, and he went to New York City and picked up these kids, like, from the YMCA. And after the school closed down, it said that he murdered a bunch of kids, and all these, like, young girls disappeared, and they claimed that he's the one that did it. How true it is, I don't know. It's under urban legends, so I have no idea. So I'm just curious, when y'all go into an investigation, I know with our opinion on the group, we go in with the attitude is the place is not haunted until it's proved otherwise, like residentials and stuff. Um, and I'm just curious, do y'all go in with that mentality? Or if somebody says, well, you know, my place is haunted, do you go in with the assumption that it is haunted? I'm just curious how you do your investigation. Uh, no, we, we, we go in with the assumption that it's not haunted. Um, but yeah, I, I gotta have proof. I mean, yeah, every, everybody, their, their experiences are their experiences, and yeah, and, uh, 10, but, uh, 80% of the time, you, you can, if you really think about it and, and go through the trouble of that, you can explain it. Uh, it's that 20% of the time is the reason we're all in the game. Right, right. Have you run into, we ran into one time one guy that was actually wanting to form his own paranormal group, and he said his place was haunted. We found out he doctored evidence just to find out what equipment we used so that he could set up his own paranormal group. He basically used that for test subjects. Have you run into that in? Oh, yeah, lots of times. Lots of times. But, you know, I just figure they're just hurting themselves, you know, um, because as soon as... Uh, Real paranormal investigators find out he's just gonna, he's going to be bashed to death. And, <laughs> I mean, you, you know, know you, you, you want to be careful because I've even heard of uh, paranormal uh, people being you know lowered spots and been robbed. Yeah. 
careful. You really, you know, I mean, you just. One thing we always tell people: never ever go alone. Yeah, it's bad because idea. Because we uh, let let me tell you a little story. This is not going to be in the book, so I'll tell you the story. Oh, that goofy guy. Oh, Lord. We I got called and I said, hey, I'm having activity in my house. Can you guys come investigate? Okay, sure, you know, so we scheduled it up, and we went out there. Me At first, there were six of us going to be there that night, and at first it was just me and Russ and another investigator. And we pulled up, and we walked in the house because we were going to check out to where we could set up cameras and stuff. And, and as soon as we walked in the door, the guy was behind us, and he closed and locked the door behind us. Well, that kind of set up a red flag for all of us, kind of freaked us out just a little bit. So Russ walked over and unlocked the door. Well, we decided for in our best interest to go outside and wait for the other guys to show up because it was just me and me, Russ, and another lady. And, um, of course, Russ could handle himself, but I didn't want to take any chances, you know. And so uh, when the guys got there, we all went in and we were standing around, I think it was in like like his study or something and and he had a desk in there and all around the room was like there was a gun sitting up against the wall uh a rifle there was machetes against against the wall weird blood and so the bathroom and came out and he was like go and he goes you need to talk guys and privately and so went outside and he was telling us that in the bath was blood everywhere in the bathtub on the toilet he took everything and so like oh wait, we got some maniac here or something well the the point we were supposed to be there for is he he was when we got there he told us that he was kept hearing his wife's voice and his kids' voice from the woods and then we they, saw all that they were stuff missing. yeah they were missing yeah. so then then our, our one of our investigators come out and tells us blood everywhere we're like freaking out thinking this guy's some kind of serial killer and so he's talking. Yeah, the aliens abducted his family. Yeah. They had him out in the woods. They were talking to him through crystals and rocks that were actually radio receivers. And uh, he wanted us there to uh, communicate with the uh, alien entities and get his family back. All right? Yeah, we didn't do aliens. We left. <laughs> and I don't. We called the cops. The cops actually, never did anything. Actually, we told them that we, to make an excuse. We told him that we had to go get some specialized equipment from the office. I'm talking to aliens. I need the real stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we left. Yeah. It's called Thorazine. We went down into the town and called the sheriff's department, and a sheriff, a deputy came out, and we talked to him and told him about this guy. I don't think he ever went up to check it out. I don't think he believed us. I think he thought we were lunatics. Show him the but I mean, that's just that's just a, an indication. I mean, uh, as soon as we walked into this guy's house, he locked the door behind us. As soon as he got away from the door, you know what I did? I unlocked the door so we could get out. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, <laughs> that's that's kind of fruitcakes that are out there if you're not careful. I mean, you have to be really careful. 
Well, last year when I was in Michigan, I was dealing with this real friggin' fruitcake, okay? She was a nutcake, all right? And she kept saying how she was possessed. And she wanted me to come out and talk to her because she was possessed. And I was like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So she started to proceeded to tell me that she was on psych medication because she's schizophrenic and she's bipolar. Ah, so that's okay. the theme right there. Mm-hmm. Well, this woman, she kept calling me, talking about, I'm scared to go back in my house. My dog won't even go in there, and I can't go this way. I can't do this. And she got me, and I said, look, I have no car. Well, I'll come get you. I'm like, no, I'm good. I said, I'll get a ride if I have to. But no, I'm not getting in a car with some lunatic. Who knows? She might take me to wherever and dump me off. Well, you know, then. It finally got to the point where I said, look, maybe you need to go see your doctor and get your medication changed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you know? Yeah. One of the things that Russ and I do or we did when we were doing residentials or mostly residentials, okay, um, is we have a we had a huge packet of questions that we asked the people. We interviewed them before we even started the investigation. Um, because we wanted to make sure what we were dealing with. Was it ghosts or was it the people? So mm-hmm. eventually, you know, we, I mean, I, I, one of the questions in, in our packet was that, do you take medication and what do you take medication for? You know? Right. And I wanted to know if we had some schizophrenic or or mentally disturbed person. And not that, not that they were at that time because they're on medication, but just because I want to know, you know. And so that's one of the way we dealt with it was for some reason, I didn't follow procedures for that guy that we were just talking about, and that's what we ended up with. So, you know, we would would interview him before we went out there, but for some reason, I just didn't. I, I think I was in a hurry that day. We were leaving the office, and I just had to get going home, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. It's hard to deal with uh, a lot of people these days because of the, the, the drugs, the you know, the opioids going on, the drugs and the alcohol. Yeah. And there's so many people that are out there with mental disabilities and stuff. It's, you know, you can't tell. But what I what I tend to do is I have my computer with me and I write down the list of medications and I look up all their medications that they're on and see if anything causes hallucinations. Right. Yeah. Well, the main thing right there. Yeah, there's certain medications that and also diseases that um, cause hallucinations. One of them is Parkinson's disease. It will cause you to see apparitions. Things that aren't there. Now, my rest of my question has been since we heard that, our question has been how do they know they're not seeing apparitions? Exactly. That it's not an hallucination, you know. So, you know, you have to be really cautious um, when you go out to investigate uh, anybody anymore because of all the shootings and stuff, you just never know what you're going to get it yourself into. Yeah, well, and the right. thing is, whenever you do that, you got to go in like a, like a doctor. Do no harm. Right. 
Whatever you do, don't don't make it worse. I mean, if somebody calls you and says, hey, I've got all kinds of activity going on in my house, the first thing you do when you get there, you do not tell them that they have demons running around their house. It's <laughs> a bad idea. I mean, we have ran into so many, we have ran into yeah, but- so many people that said, hey, you know, this investigation team told us this and this and this. What do you guys think? And I said they're a bunch of fools. Well, you know, they they could be talking about the kids, depending on how bad they are, you know. Yeah. Maybe it's her husband or wife. I don't <laughs> Off the medication. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, I know I did that case down in Long Island, New York, and that was a definite possession there. And um, after that, about a month after, I got a call back from this person, and all of a sudden they're possessed again. And this went on for two years now. It's been going on that every six months this woman becomes possessed. I'm like, how do you do that? And I, I finally came to the conclusion, I'm like, look, if you need somebody to talk to and be have as a friend, I'm there. You don't have to. You can call me and talk to me anytime you want. You don't have to tell me you're possessed. Right. So, you so know? Her, soul got, her soul got reposed. <laughs> the first problem with most people is they, they have unusual something happens to them in their house or they're having a bad life or or whatever, and they assume automatically that it has to do with this demonic oppression or or possession, and that's not necessarily true. I mean, if they're, you know, if they're, um, there's a lot of, I don't know, what, what we call, uh, there's a breakdown as to whether or not the Catholic Church would even get involved. It has to be specific. They have to have a Everything. I mean, it's it's a it's a rough road to try and take, and there's a lot of people in the paranormal community. Well, not a lot, but some that um, believe that they're demonologists. And I look at them and say, okay, did you go? You know, to uh, are you an ordained minister? I mean, blah blah blah. And they said, no. Well, how? <laughs> it doesn't work that way. I believe if if like we've had a couple cases where the spirit was very malevolent and we decided to get the church involved. Well, that's the best way to do it. I mean, that if you're going to trust anybody to get rid of something like that, I would say it would be the church. That's, just, that's my opinion. Well, I did have a priest there, so. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That's good. Um, we, uh, I was just threatening with my ex-wife in the lead, but, you know. <laughs> we had a friend of ours come us that he'd heard of a young man who was demon and our friend said that such BS because there's no way that a sixteen year old kid could be a demonologist. You just don't have the practice. you don't have the experience, you don't have the knowledge on how to handle cases like that. Yeah. I believe you want to. Don't have to. When I was 
just figuring out. You know, come on. I don't know. That's a that's a really that's a touchy subject for me because yeah, it just irritates yeah. the crap out of well, me. Well, uh, experts uh, in the field, yeah, there right. are none. Uh, if you want to if you want to tag an expert, I would look at uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, that's about the most expert. Yeah. Because they did, I mean, they did a lot of cases. They devoted their life to it. Yeah. They pretty much wrote the book. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So it, well, them and Hans Holzer, and there's a few, couple there, others. There's a couple people. others. That, when we started out, we didn't we didn't have YouTube. We didn't have any of this crap. Uh, we we had books, and those were our mentors. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, we had, yeah, we had to, we did a lot of research, and we still do a lot of research on places that we want to go to. Um, you have to. You have to. And, and to, okay, this is the way I look at it. To actually prove a haunting, you have to know what the haunting is about. You yeah. know, like, that's why Russ and I are such big big history nuts. I mean, if we're going to go to a, a, a site, not necessarily to investigate, but just to explore and check out, um, I want to know what the history of it is. Because if I run into something, I have the proof. I mean, if I get evidence, I have that evidence to back up with the facts. Well, there, there isn't just the history of the house. There's the history of the land. Yeah. What is mm-hmm. the land? What was on that land before that house was there or Multi-generations going back, you know. I mean, uh, yeah. the Native Americans have been here, what, forever? Thousands and thousands yep. of years. Right? So who knows, you know, what what you're dealing with. Yeah. And, well, like you know, the, other, <laughs> the other night, my dog jumped up out of a sound sleep and looked towards my bathroom door and just started going off barking and barking and barking and all, so I said, okay, well, I mean, I don't have a camera or, or a camcorder, so I got my phone, and I took a video of this, and there were, like, so many flying orbs in here, and I'm like, Jesus, they're having a party in here. <laughs> but the thing is, it's not, I don't believe it has to do with the house itself. I have to, I believe it had to do with the land because, the Indian reservation ain't too far from here. Mm-hmm. So well, this had to be at one time part of the reservation. Well, the thing about Native Americans is that they're like the white people. They would bury their their dead either up on a hill or, you know, away from their campsite because they didn't want the spirits roaming their campsite. And so they would... Uh, you know, like, and a lot of them did, you know, pull, uh, pole burials where they'd, it was like a, a, a kind of like a coffin in the sky. They'd, they'd put these poles in the ground, and this was like the Plains, and the Plains Indians, I believe, and they would put their bodies up on, on these racks above the ground. So their spirits could ascend to the heavens. Yeah. And so, I mean, you just never know what your house is built on. I mean, literally. Because exactly. There's not, there's not many records unless you got what do they call them a paleontologist or an archaeologist that have proved that there was a burial ground there. You don't know, you know. So, yeah, I mean it's the paranormal. Okay, this is this is my my view on the paranormal, and and I think it's pretty much Russ's too. Is that if if you're going to become a paranormal investigator, be a paranormal investigator. That means. Re- 
tape on it. So in your history, that means uh, accepting off the cuff, you have to prove that you somehow prove that what you got is evidence. You know? Yep. See, and that was spoken like a true wife. And this is Russell's view, too. That's the, I'm married for 20 years. Spoken like a true wife. <laughs> you say he said it. He got it right. <laughs> well, we've been investigating together a long time and married a long time, so this is the way, this is, I usually do the talk. There. I, I have a saying that I always say, you know, I wear the pants, crystal controls the zipper. Which means all the essential functions, you know, I pretty much go along for the ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the funny thing is when we had our team, um, Russ and I never investigated together. No. We separated because of the fact that we didn't want to investigate together. We wanted to make sure everybody else was doing their jobs. But for one reason and for another reason is we wanted to, we both have sensitive abilities. So we wanted to match up our our what we each got to see if they were the same thing, you know. So they want to do it all. Didn't want to do it together. I mean, rest of our kind of old school paranormal investigators. We don't, you know. There's there's just not a whole lot that we have not experienced <laughs> in all these years. So, but we did find out that one one very important thing is that. Every investiga- If you don't experience something new at every investigation, you're not paying attention. So what, what's the most interesting place you've gone? I'm just curious. It's, I mean, one of these places that you could go back again and again and again. What, what sticks uh, out in your mind with one of those places? Well, I'd say probably the prison in Montana. I love that place. I mean, there was every time we went there, we got something new, right? Yeah. Yeah. The uh, USS Hornet. Yeah, that was a good place, too. Uh wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was a really good place. That's that's a mind blow. Um another place would believe, be would believe be it or the, not, believe Mon- it or not, the place that I used to always go like and this was like maybe two to three times a week and every time I was there I got something different was Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah, we've never been there. I wanna go though. Yeah. It's not the same. They took the old jail and they made it into condos now, and uh, the uh, warden's house they made into condos. So it's not the same like it used to be. I haven't been in there. I haven't been up there since they changed things around. Uh, we, we were going to investigate a midget clown college, but it was too short of an investigation. They don't <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we this is that people, you know, these places have been investigated, 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 and I wonder how they're getting anything, because I think that, honestly, the ghosts get tired and they get frustrated with all the same questions, you know? Well, I tell you what, I used to go to this place, it was called Guntown Cemetery. Yep. Okay. I used to get different stuff out of there each time I went. Yeah. So one night I went, we walk in through the gate, and I'm looking, and I see this head peeping over the headstone, and I'm like, 
What in the hell is that? Now I'm cautious because all you see is the head. You don't see any body. You just see the head. <laughs> Somebody took, because it was around Halloween time, somebody took a mannequin and stuck the mannequin behind the tombstone <laughs> with his head just resting up on the tombstone. Um, you know, because, <laughs> speaking of mannequins, I hate mannequins at an investigation. Like if you go to an old place and they've got mannequins set up for display for certain reasons or whatever, I hate things. I have walked into rooms and not know they were there. And just, you know, your flashlight hits them for a second and you're going, whoa, what was that? You know? <laughs> yeah, stupid mannequin. Well, that ain't, that ain't got to worry about because you guys know how it is on investigation after a while. You know, if you really don't have nothing to do. Well, I yeah, I come out and uh, I've scared her more times, and oh my lord, I've, 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 yeah. Then he gets beat to death afterwards. Yeah, it, you know, it's worth it. <laughs> What's really interesting is when you're listening to the EVPs, because we tell our investigators, no matter what you do, both or whatever, you tell us, and you'll hear something, and you'll play it back 15 to 20 times, you'll slow it down, then you realize somebody that gas. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we've been a lot of places. You're talking out of I don't know at least a couple thousand or more investigations over forty years. That's a lot. And, and let's see. Uh, in all that time, I've seen five ghosts. Yeah. Five. Wow. You know, I mean, I've been privileged enough to see them, but it's it's uh, it strikes me as the rarity of it. You know, you you'll hear a noise, and you'll you'll see it out of the corner of your eye, a glimpse of something, but to actually see a one-on-one apparition, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Now, did y'all say you were working on a book? Yeah. When when do you think the book will be out? Um, September, October, somewhere in there. What's the name of it? Uh, a Paranormal Pursuit. Okay, so if I, if I get a copy, I'm going to sign it for me, right? Excuse me? I said if I if I get a copy, you're always going to sign it for me, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, the thing is, there's, there's going to be the book, but there's also going to be a DVD that goes along with it because it's going to show a lot of a lot of pictures and um, EVPs, some EVPs, because I've had so many computer crashes that I've lost a lot of stuff. Uh, and then it also show some video clips. Um, it goes along with how you're re- when you're reading the book, you know what I mean? So, right. Yeah. So now, Aaron, I'm just curious, have you had, because we've had this happen before, We'll we'll do a whole you know eight hours worth of investigation for a place. Come back and literally see no fault of our own. This stuff will be gone. I mean, literally, it's like the spirits of race. Did it. y'all have anything like that? Yeah, we've had that with video. Um, 
we set up a video camera. Um, we we knew from being in this place before it's the uh, the Oxford, um, especially up on the uh, the bandstand. They had a lot of different activity up there, and every time we set a camera up, uh, it would just kill the battery. So I hardlined it right uh, so that I could eliminate the power problem. I had a video. This guy was a video technician. Uh, that that's what he did for a living. I had him set it up, him set the recorder, the whole nine yards, and so turn it get, on, and turn it on. Uh, we went back and checked it. I Didn't know. get nothing. It recorded zero. And I took it. Yeah, I, everything was functioning fine. I took it outside the building, and and started. I hit record. The dang gum thing worked perfect. Yeah. It would not record up there. Yeah. Don't know why. Wow. Yeah, we've, we've had that. It's really frustrating. I, we also, uh, I'm just curious now, I, people laugh at me, but it's true. I have a spirit that follows me around. It's a really helpful spirit. We think it's from the apartment upstairs. His name's Pete. And we've been on investigations where we'll get other EDPs from other spirits. We'll say, shut up, Pete, because he's saying, Jeff, watch out, or whatever. Do y'all have a friendly spirit that you find that follows you on investigations a lot that actually looks out for you? No. We've had them come home with us, yeah, a couple times. Call <laughs> uh, them hitchhikers. Yeah, for, I, some, for some reason, I, I don't know what it is. For some reason, when I go to places, they seem they just seem to draw to us, you know. So if anything's going to happen, it usually happens to me or Russ, and and mostly Russ. Yeah, lucky what? me. I tell them when I go places, I tell them when I'm leaving, okay, I'm leaving now. I can come back to visit you, but you cannot come with me because there's no room at my inn, so you have to stay here. I keep telling my wife I want a nymphomaniac cooker to follow me home, but I, I can't get that to happen, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we we've had um several residents as you can imagine, we've been, we've been to several residences and done investigations. And whenever, you know, the 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 people that we deal with, you know, that our clients or whatever you want to call them, um they they're so scared, you know, about what's going on and stuff that they and these are true hauntings. These aren't like people that are nuts or anything. And they they get to the point where they just don't want they don't want them there you know they don't they don't mind if they be there if they just leave you know not be so you know scary <laughs> so um you know if you, you get tired of them being here just tell them uh, if they don't start behaving themselves they're gonna have to start paying rent you know <laughs> <laughs> so now, what? it kind of like it kind of the mood a little bit, and the people kind of laugh a little bit, and it kind of gets the atmosphere lift so that you are more open. You know, you're more easily open to capturing something if the ghost to interfere with hunting or whatever that you know, whatever. So yeah. I'm just kidding. Do you find do you find a lot of the places that you've investigated over the years. That people will watch ghost shows and expect you to—I won't mention the name of the show, but everybody knows—come uh, in and be exactly like the uh, people on the ghost show. Yes, 
Always. <laughs> Actually, you know, we've been called Ghostbusters so many times, we might as well be called Ghostbusters. <laughs> so there's, there's three guys that I Actually, there's, there's a white hearse running around up in Ishcoming, Michigan, that have Ghostbusters on it. Uh, <laughs> wow. I, I know... People, when we first began, people actually called us Ghostbusters, okay? Oh, they called us Mr. and Mrs. Paranormal. No, That's a good no. one. Mr. and Mrs. Paranormal. And so we would sit down and explain to them, no, carry protein. We do not capture a ghost in a box. And our name is not Mr. and Mrs. Paranormal. Or, or ghost guys. Ghost guys. Yeah, ghost guys. I've even been called the paranormal, and I'm yeah. sitting there going, I am not a ghost. <laughs> so I am not the paranormal. I am a ghost hunter, or I am a paranormal investigator. I don't even like the term ghost hunter because I don't have a gun. I ain't hunting these people. Yeah, but it's just a term. It's a yeah, label. I know, but you, know, you ain't hunting nobody, really. No, but it's a label. It's like anything else. Can you imagine me with a proton pack like Elmer Fudd looking for the rabbit? No. Uh, you know... <laughs> When people, when people think it's the Ghostbusters, I, in my mind, I kind of visualize that Slimer guy that's on the Ghostbusters coming and sliming Russ. I, yeah. I thought that would be real cool. Listen, I'm telling you, from from that perspective, Slimer who ate everything, that's my daughter, okay? I love you, but, you know, oh, my God, you know, she'll eat anything, I, you know? I'm telling you. <laughs> Uh, I will say I, I did use, you know, my, my time to pay my investigator one time through my bed. He told me it was bad. I, I had this girl at work that was harassing me one time, and I, I said, look, I know people on the other side. If you don't leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. It worked. You left me alone. <laughs> I thought about it. I actually thought about uh, putting out a T-shirt that says something like Rent-A-Ghost or something because we've had we've dealt with so many. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to come up with a T-shirt that says, "Don't mess with me, I'll haunt you once I die." Yeah. <laughs> well, my thing. Like on, on one side, you got you got ghosts. On the other side, you want to be one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a feeling I'm going to get over there, you know, and all these spirits that I talked to, they were going to tell me like these jokes were not that funny, okay? <laughs> it's funny because I heard somebody say um, who used to be a paranormal investigator yeah. they don't have no time to be running around chasing Casper mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know that you, yeah. it, it, like Do you guys ever have, I've, uh, I've had this happen, my wife is in Pampa, every once in a while, she'll have a dream, you know, when we go on a place, she'll dream before we're going down. Now, either one of y'all, you can see yourselves in pads or psychics or any kind of sensitive, I mean, either one of y'all? Yeah, all my life. Now, what, what type of sensitive are you... Are you like, do you talk to them, or what, so what, what kind of, are you considered psychic or just a sensitive? Well, you know, honestly, I don't consider myself any of those. I just consider myself somebody who's a community person. Yeah. 
I, 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 I see them sometimes. I hear them in my ears, and I, and I see images in my mind, and, and um, usually I'm pretty close to being accurate. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've done um, on my own, not with the police, but I have, I have uh, done some, uh, murder, murder stuff, trying to figure out who did it and all that, and and found out later that I was correct. So you know. Now, do you, do you, when you go on investigations, do you find yourself, do you all use psychics? Or, or I mean, like, if somebody comes in and says, look, I'm psychic, I want to go on the investigation, do you all submit them to a test first? Or do you say, okay, fine, I'm, you know, how, how does that work with you? Good. Well, for me, I, I just, uh, I, I go in cold. I don't want to know anything about the place, really. Yeah. I mean, if it's if it's with a group or something like that. Uh, and I, I, for me, people like jumping in a movie or or a president or someone that you know, someone famous, uh, their name or something that relates to them. Um, Give you for instance, did this one place, and I got Jonesy. Uh, if you remember Aliens, uh, the first Aliens movie, Jonesy the Cat. Right. Right, okay, right. that's picking up on, and it wound up being that I was talking to this old guy outside, and I was mentioning the only I got was Jonesy the Cat. I have no idea. And he goes, Jonesy, he died 20 years ago. I get stuff like dates. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Um, he gets more names than I do. I mean, I do. I mean, if the spirit is, is very specific, they'll give me their name. Otherwise, they don't usually go by their name. Yeah, I don't really communicate with them otherwise. I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. I'm good at remote you know, seeing into, into different buildings and places. Yeah. Like, wow. I can describe the interior of a house and never have been there. Not me. I get lost in my own backyard. He does. Hey, dude, it's a guy thing. Trust me. I promise you, it ain't just you, okay? Right. <laughs> I have GPS in my house, okay? <laughs> Ask for directions. Why? I'm already <laughs> Well, you know, a guy saying this last says, honey, I don't need the directions. I can figure this out. Don't worry. <laughs> and then I get up and my wife comes back and it's a symbol. You know, like, you know, I was going to get that. <laughs> no. I understand. We're trying to go to a next town to do something, you know, and and I'm in control of the map. I know where we're going, right? And then uh, she t- she'll point out to me, well, you're looking at it upside down. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but maybe maybe I would look at it the right way. Sometimes we might get there a little quicker. I'm not sure. Well, the thing about Crystal, with her being an empath, honestly, in, in 20 years of marriage, she's generally... 99.9% of the time is, is right. And if she had a dime, or if I had a dime, so every time she said, I told you so, I would be a rich man right now, I'm telling you. And it sucks. I'm just like, can't you ever be wrong just once? 
Well, that's because we have women in generally have uh, 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 extrasensory perception. I'm serious. Yeah, y'all, y'all have ESP. We have ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ESPN. I was gonna say that actually. <laughs> See, it's a guy thing. Great. We're all connected by by testosterone network. <laughs> But generally, Dave's investigator, I, I enjoy it. I, I, Russ and I basically have a parent. I mean, anything cool or weird or bizarre, we're right there, you know. So. But that's that's the other part, too. We're real big into uh, preservation of history. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, we try. I've been to a couple of places where we've actually fundraisers and stuff for for the person to, to preserve their building. And, and it was really we had part of the Yeah, Volunteer on cleaning, things like that. Yeah. Well, that's one bad thing I can say about New Mexico. Unfortunately, in New Mexico, we had so many places that we couldn't investigate it up here and, and preserve them, and they just tear them down. I mean, they like, hey, sorry, you abandoned the building? Okay, we'll tear it down. Wait, we haven't even, you know, it's like literally it's, yeah. yeah, I know Washington is really bad about that. They they've torn down more buildings than I can even count that that had historic meaning to them. Yeah, and they're just gone. It's depressing. And that's a shame because there's a lot of places. Even if you take the paranormal aspect out of it, that even just as far as history, that are really important to preserve. You know, for the kids to because. Let's face it, a lot of these kids don't have what we, well, I'm turning to my father, have what we had when we were growing up. But, you know, right. ultimately, I mean, it's just, like, they had a mental institution up in, in uh, Albuquerque. They tore down, and a lot of the patients were mistreated, and we were trying to preserve the place. You know, we were saying from, you know, from a historical perspective, you know, the thing is, is you really sort of need to preserve that just so they can see how they were treated, you know, so we don't ever repeat it. You know? Well, there's a place that I heard of. It was a Native American uh, asylum, basically, that they put the Native Americans in when they were alcoholics or whatever. This is up in South Dakota. And now, where the building stood is in the middle of a damn golf course. And they have a memorial plaque in the middle of a golf course just and it's fenced, you know, like it's fenced in. It's like a, uh, kind of like a tombstone, but it's bigger, you know, like it's a memorial thing. And that's all they have about it. Wow. Well, we, we watched session, session nine last night. It was my wife and I did, and it's basically about Danvers, the mental institution. And if you haven't seen it, it's a really good movie. It's sort of really slow, but it's, it, it ends with one of those, you're like, what? Like I said, it, it's really good. And, I was reading up some of the history, and they turned it into condos, and I, I got to wonder, you know, the people living there, I I can't, even no matter how much renovation they do, I cannot imagine these people, you know, not having some type of paranormal activity in there with all the stuff that went on in there, you know. Right. And yeah. I, And also, I mean, if you think about it, you know, we were talking, you know, that would be, if, if we could have bought something like that and turned it into a paranormal place, you know, the one for the history, like like the places up in West Virginia, 
I used to work for one of the sister facilities, one of the mental institutions, and they were telling me the nurses that had been there forever were telling me some of the horrors that went on. And she said, of, of course, it's, you know, got that paranormal activity. You know, people right. killed themselves and people were raped. And <clears throat> and that's, I think it's really a big part of history to preserve that, again, just so you don't repeat it, you know. Right. I agree. Um, there's this uh, website that I go on a lot because Russ and I have been thinking about buying an old an old house and preserving it, you know, just for for our grandkids, you know, for possibly paranormal. I kind of want to turn it into a paranormal hotel if it's haunted and let people enjoy that and be able to stay there, you know, and not cost them, um, you know, to get in. So... Um, if I do that, or if we do that, stuff, I'll let you guys. <laughs> well, I, I know I want. Well, the house, the house that I investigated was under foreclosure and up for sale, and um, I wanted to actually buy that and make it into a bed and breakfast, like Lizzie Borden house, because actual that house goes back to the Salem witch trials. Right. Right. The guy that's yeah. haunting it, Reverend Samuel Mather, is related to Cotton Mather. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's still in that house. And, you know, people, they can't stay more than six months in that house because it's, yeah, and they won't let anybody go in there to get him out. Well, he ain't leaving anyway. So remind me who Cotton Mather was, because that one I don't remember. Cotton Mather was on, um, he was had to do with the Salem witch trials. Um, he was like one of the judges, juror type people. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many places that people don't pay attention. I, I, For the life of me, I don't understand some paranormal investigators. The only places they want to go are these popular places. Why would you want to go to a place that's been investigated to death and then and not go to a place that is or even cooler you can investigate. I, I don't get it. I, I don't know. Years ago, I went up here to Rolling Hills, which isn't too far from where I'm living now. Right. You know, and, and I paid like $35 to get in there. Right. And it was um, three of us that went. And I investigated that place enough. I, you know, I got some good pictures out of it and stuff. And um, now to go there, it costs you two arms and two legs. Yeah. 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 They have like they have like dinners with the ghost, you know, and it's like hundred and thirty five dollars. They have uh sleepovers there. You know, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's to me that's I don't know. I don't mind people doing that if they're preserving the building for the history sake of it. Um, if they're using that money for that, but if they're using it for just their own personal gain, that's what I have a question about, you know. I'm not real well, the thing is, I look at the inside now compared to when I was there, and they mm-hmm. fixed up that whole inside. Like, they had this uh, big solarium out on the first floor where right. the patients could go and look out the window there and stuff like that. And now there's beds in there calling it the tuberculosis ward. Well, that was not the tuberculosis ward. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. like they had upstairs on the third floor, there was a uh, 
an organ up there. It said that if a female sits on a chair in front of the organ, you get thrown out. Well, I never sat sat in front of it. But the guy that is haunting the third floor, he told me to get out three times, and the third time was not nice. So I said, okay, I'll meet you guys downstairs. So, you know, he, he was... He was very mean and nasty, but they have a bed in there. There wasn't a bed in there when I went there. They have, right. like, all kinds of not new, new, like, electric hospital beds and stuff, but, like, old-fashioned hospital beds that, you know, like, been repainted and stuff like that. The whole place has been repainted, and which is good it was repainted inside, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you picked it up. I mean, if nothing more than just... Because it needed to be preserved, you know. But but then it, oh, yeah. they, they misrepresent the true historical uh, significance of the place and what the actual rooms are for. Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, is that the ghosts that are residing still there. Um, the thing is, is that they're now being abused again because they. Uh, if they if they would have gone in and, and said, okay, now the spirits that we have here, um, we're going to make sure that if anybody comes in to investigate, that they're going to be respectful and compassionate about what those people went through when they were alive and that kind of thing, I'd be okay with that. But just to let just anybody come in and ask them or, or provoke them, I don't like that. Waverly Hills. Yeah. How many people have investigated Waverly Hills? Has anyone that's ever been in there helped one of those ghosts to move on? Not a one. Not a one. No, they, we were actually, when we went to the St. James, we were told, uh, you know, from New Mexico that we're not allowed to move any of the spirits on because that's their moneymaker. That's what they told us. And they said if we move them on, that then, you know, they're like, well, you know, isn't that what we're supposed to do? You know, we're supposed to help them. I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, that's, to, to us, uh, that's more important than, than getting any, any evidence because I'm not there, I'm not there to abuse a, a spirit. I, if I can try and convince them without doing any ceremony or anything to get them to move on, I'll do that. Well, they've been in torment for a hundred years, and you want to you want to give you know fix the place up and give them another hundred. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't understand. You know, I mean, I understand restoring the building from a historic standpoint. I get that, but quit, uh, you know, make quit making the buck back to these ghosts. Yeah, uh, I don't. Let's just. I've never. I I don't make anything of this. Uh, yeah, we don't make money off no, what we do. No. So. It, 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 I, I, and and I'm I'm not going to stand in judgment of anyone that does, um, but it, it it ain't right. It that's my problem. Yeah. I agree with you. I, you know, and you got to wonder. You know, we go to places and we'll say, well, we're not getting anything, and you got to wonder the spirits are going like, oh no, not another set, another investigator. We just, have, I mean, you know, eventually they got to get tired of talking to us. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I would. Well, think about that. If somebody's constantly coming in and asking, them, I, I look at it this way. If I was a ghost and somebody kept asking me the same questions over and over again, I'd start to get a little pissy and a little frustrated. 
I would, I would probably know. tell him to shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> and anyway, <laughs> you wonder why the most prominent EVP that we get is get out. You know? Yeah. yeah. It, yeah it, exactly. Take the hint, for heaven's sakes. <laughs> you know? They don't want to be asked. They don't want to be, you know, have the same people come and do the same thing over and over again. Well, I've always wondered this, uh, this just from a kind of a standpoint of reality checkpoints. Uh, which is real? Is it our reality that's real or the ghost's reality that's real? I mean, we if you ponder that for a while, is, is reality their world or our world? We, we always get the same thing on every one of our investigations. Somebody inevitably, we always do an EVP. Every single one we've been on, one experiences "f you" every single time. And I got to yeah, yeah. it's the same one following us around. How did you both it? And you know, we've been we went to a cemetery one time. It was up in uh, it was in Montana. It was at the Elk, Elkhorn Ghost Town. It was a mining community back in the 1800s. And the cemetery sits up on a hill above the town. And we went up there, and we were just wandering around, and most of the graves in that, in that cemetery are children. And the reason for that is because it was an outbreak of diphtheria or cholera or something. I can't remember now, but um, I was standing in front of this one grave. It was a little girl's grave, and... And I was taking a photo of the of her headstone, just so I could remember her, you know. And I told her, I said, "Well, we remember, we'll remember who you are." And I, I said, "Well, somebody grabbed my the last two fingers on my hand and they gave it a little squeeze." And the whole time we were at the cemetery, I had that feeling, my hand, like she was holding my hand, you know. And I could, I, and I didn't. We didn't. We had to go. I think we were. In, French. I had to get back to where we were living because I had to go to work the next day. So um, I didn't get a chance to move her on. I, I would love to go back there and do that if I could find her again. You know, if she comes and, you know, like, indicates what we do. I just don't like leaving a situation where I'm I'm leaving a ghost that does not want to be there. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, the person that's in, in uh, uh, yeah, I was going to say the person who just got a nasty comment in chat, which was really inappropriate. Wow. Takes all kinds. You always got trolls no matter what you do, buddy, I'm telling you. That's one thing that everybody in the paranormal can agree on, you get trolls. And not the ones under the bridge. <laughs> so, I'm just curious. Yeah, we really got one. He wanted. I, I can only hope he was talking to Judy and not me. But you know, <laughs> I don't know who he was talking about. But he's gone, and you know, I don't appreciate that in my chat room. That, so that's anybody that wants to come on here and talk nasty is going to get exactly agreed. Agreed. Yeah, that's yeah. You're in the wrong wrong field. Uh, if you want that kind of stuff, man. We're definitely not about that at all. We're talking about the paranormal. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Something can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. probably, he's probably, uh, probably 18 years old, lives in the basement with his mother, and 
Claude would play Donkey Kong on an old Nintendo <laughs> system, you know. <laughs> Probably the highlight of his day was looking at National Geographic magazines in the 70s. Exactly. <laughs> Naked natives, yeah. yeah. So I'm just curious now. Have you ever have you ever gone to another country to, to investigate anything or even, you know, thought about it? No. Well, I thought about it, just never had the money to do it. I'd love to go to Ireland. No, 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 England. Europe in general, I'd yeah, like to go yeah. to. Um, yeah, I think AC Hitchcock needs to probably go to. And then Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez, AC Hitchcock probably needs to get to that as well. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, Ariel Aluna. No, that's Ariel Aluna. Uh, sorry. It's okay. Uh, speak of the wife in charge. Yeah. We're writing this book. It's going to be about September or October it comes out because there's so much that I have to remember. You're, you don't know how hard it is to remember an investigation from, say, even 10 years ago, let alone 20. Say again, please. I said, you know how hard it is to try and remember an investigation from 10 years ago, let alone oh, 20. Yeah, it's hard to remember an investigation a year ago. I mean, that's, that's why I picked everything on Google Drive. If I had my choice of going anywhere, I think, to investigate in another country, I, I probably would have to go to Ireland, Scotland. You know, I, I just, man, those castles over there. Yeah. Chillingham. Chillingham, I think, that's, I think that might be the UK. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'd love I, I, I have some. I, I have some friends that just went there recently. To Chillingham? Uh-huh. Oh, my God, I'm jealous. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I hate them. Me, too. I hate them. <laughs> it's our no, they know, they, they know better. They know we love them. <laughs> um, you ought to hate them even more for not taking you with them. That's what I'm saying. I know. Well, I would like to go to the underground of the Edinburgh. Um, I can't remember what they call it, though. It's, it's in Edinburgh, Scotland. Yeah. I yeah. can't think of the name of it, but it's all underground, and I can't think of what it's called. <laughs> it used to be the uh, where people lived during the or after the black. I think it was after the black the, plague. I think the black plague. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they went underground. Yeah. Hey, uh, AC Hitchcock, if you're listening, um, it really shows your mentality, dude. I'm sorry. It it really does. Um, the kind of language you're using. It's totally inappropriate, and uh, I don't appreciate it myself. What, what are you talking about? Are you using bad language for Yeah. Yeah, there's a guy that, that was uh, making... making there's in the N-word all yeah. over here, yeah. I don't appreciate it, you know? Yeah. No. I'm wow. trying to reason with work. him, and he's getting nasty and shit with me. So he's well, he's gone. I don't know what these people's problems are. 
Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll share something that I learned at a very young age. Uh, I went with my grandmother to visit a friend of hers, and the, uh, her friend was black. And I looked in the uh, neighborhood, and I noticed that, you know, the, there was like, you know, uh, things. And I, I was just a young kid, and I said, you know, if you, and I used the N-word, I said, if you guys up around here, you wouldn't have this, you know, you wouldn't have the crime. That old lady sat me across the face and said, watch your mouth, boys. There's that word in every race, yeah. and that goes to prove my point exactly. right Exactly, exactly. Well, my, I used to have a lady that took care of me that was black. Her, her name was your mother. She was my second mother. I, I, mm-hmm. I was mad at her one day. I was probably five or six years old, maybe. And I used the N-word. They had no clue what it meant. And what yeah. bothered me was this thing. I wish she'd beat me, but she didn't. She started crying, and that killed me. And she sat yeah. me down, and she explained to me what the word meant and why it was offensive and, you know, that type of thing. And, I, I you know, it, it's just, it shows, my, as my mom said, you know, if you're smart enough, you can use other words besides those. And words like that, you know, it, no matter what, whether you mean politically correct or whatever, it's just not not cool, you know, period. You know, it just if it if it's offensive to somebody like that, I mean, you know, especially the connotation because that goes all the way back to the Civil War and you know, that's that's not cool. Yeah, I agree. You know, Rose and I have been a lot of places over the years I and mean, we've done a lot of traveling and I've met a lot of different kinds of people from different states and different nationalities and I've enjoyed, enjoyed either working or or sitting with them. I mean, I enjoy everybody as long as they're nice. Yeah. <laughs> so when, when that guy was in here, when that guy was in here, I was thinking immediately of, of Russell's comment: "If you're a butthead on this side." <laughs> exactly. I thought, well, we know. <laughs> A lot of times, the EVPs that we get are English, in, in the English language, right? Yeah. We ran into several that were, like, French and, um, I don't know, different language, Russian. And that's when it's really interesting, trying to say, okay, what do you say? Well, then you have <laughs> to take that to someone that actually speaks the language for them to tell you what the hell it said. Right. <laughs> Someone that didn't believe me go, where'd you get this? Mm-hmm. Well, we've had, with our investigations, we've actually had uh, Spanish-speaking people. We had Hispanics on our team. And uh-huh. we found a lot of times that, you know, they'll speak Spanish. They won't answer us. If you speak Spanish to them, they'll come right out. Speak, and yeah. they speak back in Spanish, you know. Yep. They don't understand what yeah. You know? well, why why does it that everyone assumes like and, and okay guys perhaps paranormal field and the worst thing that ever happened to the paranormal field at the same time television yeah agreed oh my well, gosh and all of a sudden all the ghosts they spoke English and you got activity on every single investigation doesn't happen <laughs> well I I like to show that. Every single one they go on, every single investigation this team goes on, uh, they've always got a demonic presence. And I don't know about y'all, but very rarely do we find, I mean, it does happen, but very rarely will we find demonic presences, you know? 
It is so rare. I mean, you can't even put it on the scale. It's so rare. Uh, uh, the darkest thing I've ever seen, okay, uh, this uh, 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 Cuban family. Uh, son they, pra- the, they practiced uh, hoodoo. Yeah, they practiced hoodoo, and the son was having an affair with the uh, cu- cousin. Yeah, it was a, it, it was forbidden, uh, to make my point. And so a family member put a curse on the daughter of the woman, okay? I, I, I saw that this, this stuff was infecting her legs. It, it, was, it was like, like turning her veins black. It was weird. Wow. They brought in this uh, uh, voodoo priestess. And I was allowed to be present. I couldn't say anything. I could watch, but I was not to interfere. And what she did was just freaking incredible. I, I watched this stuff that was easing up this girl's legs. Uh, she did this thing with the chicken, cutting his head off, the blood, and there was some vodka involved, or maybe it was, I'm not sure what she had, the liquid was. Some kind of alcohol, anyway. Anyway, when she mixed the combination of the blood and that, and then she she took it and she she drank it, and then sprayed it all over this girl's legs. I kid you not, I watched it disappear, and she was cured. Wow. I have no idea what it was, but you could feel a a, a dark, heavy presence in the room. And when this woman run, she was doing some crazy chanting, and yeah, I I I had had something to drink and other things, <laughs> but uh, it was it was remarkable. I I really didn't wasn't that much into the uh, the old black magic thing. I didn't you know I kind of thought that was uh, uh you know, made up, yeah right? kind of made up. No no, dark energy is real. Very real. Very real. Not necessarily demonic. Not, yeah, it takes on all forms. Yeah, it does. I mean, we've seen some pretty strange things. Yeah. I gotta say. <clears throat> but nothing that would I would donate to demonic presence. No, I, I wouldn't say that she was possessed. She was. She had. A curse. There's some really nasty, malevolent spirits out there. I can tell you, we've yeah. dealt with a few. Yeah. So. One of our uh, investigators was a Santeria priest. Um, mm-hmm. I think I pronounced that wrong. Forgive me if I didn't. And he, I saw him do a lot of strange things on investigations. But, you know, honestly, uh, I was really amazed, you know, at some of the stuff he did, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was telling me, you know, about when we go to a grave, he would always bring alcohol with him, you know. And right. he would pour it on the grave and stuff as a, a tribute or whatever, you know. I thought he just spent a whole Jack Daniels bottle with me, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing, it's mine. <laughs> yeah. One, one thing I've learned, that if you're going to be an investigator, you need to know the practices of different religions because, okay, for like, for instance, and the different types of ghosts, because, like, in Japan, uh, they call them hungry ghosts, and you have to give pay like a tribute to the ghosts of food. Americans, they believe in using sage and, and different sweet grass and different kind of things to um, 
appease the spirits. Well, and make offerings. And make offerings yeah. of tobacco and things like that. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to kind of understand a little bit about every religion if you're going to do any kind of cleansings or uh, clearings of a home or a building or whatever. Um, you have to do. You have to know these things. I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, do your research, people, because yep. you're going to kind of be. Thinking, well, everybody goes by the by the Christian uh, way of doing things. Well, that's not true. Say you're investigating somebody's house that that believes in Buddhism. Well, how would they deal with uh, cleansing a spirit? You know, I mean, you can't just assume that everybody is a Christian. See, yeah, you know, I hope that I hope that makes sense. Well, there's a lot of different religions. So yeah. Yeah. Hey, I I don't I don't really want to do this. But I I, I got to ask you guys a question now. And it's gonna it's gonna change the subject a little bit. I don't know the girl. I swear. <laughs> do, you, do you believe in UFOs and have uh, have you had one contact? Contact. Well, to tell you the truth, Russ, um, when I was living up in Michigan, I was walking my dog down the street and I started taking pictures, and there was this white like egg-shaped thing in the sky that I got on my picture, that I kept taking pictures, and I actually found it, and it was headed towards one of the towers of the old mine. So do I believe in aliens um, and UFOs? I, I don't know if that was a UFO. I was told it was, but I don't know exactly if it was. Um I don't know, I'm kind of skeptic on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, I mean, like, just like anything like Bigfoot or something like that, it's like, you know, unless I run into him by myself, you know, for myself and see him, then maybe I'll believe. You know what I'm saying? Well, Russ and I because this is not going to be in our book. We're not going to talk about UFOs. Uh, we've had what three different experiences with yeah. UFOs ourselves, and we had this one where it was like a time loss thing. One one minute we were on one road, and the next minute we were next to a lake and driving down the road, and don't know how we got there. Twenty minutes later. Wow. Yeah. wow. I'll, so, I'll tell you what my science instructor told me when I was in school. She she asked us to write. She asked us that same question when I was in, in junior high, actually. And so she said the best answer she ever got, <clears throat> and this makes sense to me totally. She said this this girl that was a Christian, she wrote that I am not so small minded to think that God made only me. And I right. thought about that, and I'm like, holy mackerel, that makes total sense. But Crystal has we've we've seen a lot um, as far as uh, stuff like that. We actually had one. I I kid you not. When I was in high school, I tell the story, and people think I'm nuts. But we actually had the light. My buddy and I were coming home. We weren't drinking. And we up in West Virginia, we weren't very well. We actually had one chase us for about 10 miles. Um, mm. I thought, you know, it was a chopper or something. But mm. then what happened is at, at about the 10-mile mark, all the boats, it literally shot straight up. And at that time, there was nothing technology-wise the military has that could even come close to doing something like that. You know, mm. but I, I fully believe in them. I really do. Um uh, a lot of people, you know, um, my mother, 
for one, because she won't listen to this program, so I can say this. Uh, uh, not because she doesn't like the program, she just told her she doesn't listen to programs. But anyway, she believes everything. She goes with the whole, everything is demonic, every single thing. UFOs are demons, there are no spirits, everything's demons. Uh, and I thought, I told her, I said, you know, Mom, that'd be a lot of whole demons, you know? And she's like, oh, well, Satan's army's unlimited. And I'm like, yeah, but I said, seriously, I, I said, you know, my experience with demons, you know, and generally they don't, they're not benevolent. They don't, you know, they're always out for something. They they always have an ulterior motive, you know, and if you talk to a loved one and they're saying, I love you, and, you know, this type of thing, what would it benefit Satan to make you feel all good and warm and cuddly inside if he doesn't have an ulterior motive? So, and, you know, and there's no way to really convince another one. You know, I've tried and tried, but, you know, it's just they're very closed-minded on that aspect, you know. Yeah. Actually, I was speaking to a minister, and uh, he feels the same way. There are no ghosts or spirits. It's all demonic. Right. You know? Yeah. Okay, then, then this is going to stump them then. Well, uh, what happens to the people that go to heaven? Are they not spirits? I mean. Yeah, they are. And the Bible even talks about it. When Saul came up, he was a spirit. And and even the Bible acknowledged, because when Jesus is walking across the water, he said, oh, is it a ghost? So, I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that a lot of mentality, they're scared to believe. I really do, because if, if they, they believe that, then they honestly have to acknowledge that, hey, maybe there's something, you know, out there that we don't know about, you know, that, you know, that I just really think it's fear more than anything. I really do. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Yeah. Well, one thing that, that I think pays me more than anything is when people go into a location and there's a child spirit in there and they assume that it's evil. Nah. Now, now think about this, okay? Innocent children, okay? These children... I mean, children up until a certain point don't have any mindset as far as uh, bad things. They think of only good things, you know. And when you go into a place and you assume that this child is a demon or something worse, I mean, I, I to blame, me that is, is unforgivable. I blame Hollywood. Yeah, because they show all these all these kids that are spooky, scary, yeah. and all that in all reality, most of the kids are probably just looking for their parents, and they need help to go to go where they need to be. You know, not to be uh, accused of being a demon. I I don't know. Well, when I did that Windsor house, my daughter was there with me, and uh, we were upstairs in the master bedroom, and we kept feeling this tugging on our pants, mm-hmm. and. It was a little girl. I could sense a little girl. And I was always told, you know, if you don't know the spirit's name, give them one. So we named her Anna. Well, through further through my um, research and stuff, we found out her real name was Hannah, and she died at the age of 18 months old from tuberculosis. Oh, wow. 
So she's also in that house. Yeah. Well, actually, she didn't die of tuberculosis. She had tuberculosis, and Reverend Samuel Mather thought his daughter was dead, so he took her into the dirt basement and buried her in the dirt, and she was still alive. That's how she died. Well, you know, um, I've crossed over a couple child spirits in my over the years, and I honestly tell you that you still when there's a child spirit, you can feel that um, I don't know. It's an energy, really. It's like a uh, 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 yeah. I, I can't explain it. I would have to really show you. I mean. I yeah, an energy of love. It wasn't an energy of of hatred or violence or anything. I don't know what you experienced when you crossed that kid over, but me and Mark, that was the other investigator. Uh, one of these. It was Jeff. It was Jeff. Jeff Marks. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, it was. That's not been answered anything. Yeah, it, it was like that. Like a court commitment. That's what I heard. That's what I experienced, and and, and everything lightened up. <laughs> And then there was like the smell of roses. Yeah, it was weird. Afterwards. That's I just don't see how somebody could say a, a child spirit is a demon. I just don't get that. Because even as a child spirit, they're generally, I mean, some of them might be, be mischievous. Generally speaking, like you say, I mean, they're, they're very innocent still, you know? Yeah. A lot of them are little tricksters, though. They like to play, play tricks well, on true. But, oh, yeah, they like to hide your keys, and they like to take stuff and put it somewhere else, and, you know, they like yeah, to tease your animals. I had a, a trial spirit, and I also had two cats. Well, on occasion, my, my older cat, my male cat, you would see his ass and go in the air with him going, Meow! and I like, <laughs> if you can't play nice with the kitty, then you can't play with the kitty at all. Leave the kitty alone. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> they do play tricks and, and stuff like that, but that does not make them demonic. I don't know where the, that concept is. And I would like to know, because whoever came up with it, I'd like to punch him in the nose. Because they believe that demons come to you as children. Yeah, that's so untrue. So untrue. Okay. Demons come to you in any shape or form that they choose to come to you in. If I was going to be a demon and come back, I would be Vin Diesel. (laughs) (laughs) I can I would do the rock. He's got more movie opportunities. Any spirit can come in any form they want, or any age that they want. Say like they were old when they died. Like they were old when they died, and then they come back to you, and you see them as, say, in their thirties or something. You know, that's true. The other thing my mom does is. They can't I know everybody that comes to me that has died that I've known comes to me at the age that I've known them at. Yeah. Matter of fact, I, I just had this one gentleman that was a really good friend of mine. He was in my dreams last night, and that was the first time that I ever saw him. And, I mean, he died, like, years ago. Mm-hmm. You know? And he came to me in my dreams last night. Right. So, uh, probably thought it was time. <laughs> you could accept it more. 
years ago. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah but I don't know. Yeah, our book, just to let everybody know, our book is going to be called A Paranormal Pursuit. It should be out, like I said, in September or October. It'll be on I'm our Facebook. To it. It's out. Uh, the American Ghost Hunter. It won't be with it. I mean, because the book is book is big enough. I mean, if you don't want to buy the DVD, you don't have to. Right. But the money from the sales is going towards our travel our travel expenses. Now, I'm just curious. Are you still available? If, if people need you, uh, if you're available, how can they get in touch with you if they have an investigation or they have an issue? Um, just go if they're if you're on Facebook, just go to like I said, American Centers and send us a message. And send us a message. Or you can email us, email us at amgh.sj.russwells at gmail.com and tell us your story. Yep. That's wonderful. That is awesome. Yep. We also have a Twitter account, too, but I can't think of what – it's just American Ghost Hunters. I, I, um, same name. I just can't think of what the, you know, the tag – Tag thing is, I can't think of what it's called, but yeah. Hashtag. Yeah, hashtag, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I can't remember what that is right so, now. So you I got, think it's AM Ghost Hunters, and that's it. You guys and your, your technology talk. I'm old school. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Here I go to YouTube, ESPN, NFL. <laughs> and, and of course, anyway, uh, but uh, uh, only only read it for the articles, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. uh. <laughs> exactly. But expect this to be quite long. <laughs> so, if you like to read, you can probably read. You also read it in sections. I I imagine it's going to be about somewhere in the three hundreds, three hundred pages or more. I don't know. It depends on how long does I get about places. It's going to take me five years to read that book. Yeah. You know what you ought to do? You ought, you ought to make it up like, you know, the 70s, you know, a pop-up book. You could have ghosts popping out after, you know. <laughs> you know I might get a t-shirt and then people can, um, we'll have some kind of contest or something where people can win some t-shirts or something. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. But, I do know that we're going to be putting out a T-shirt soon. Uh, something about um, we haven't decided exactly what we're calling it, but something like around the United States in 80 days or something, you know, some weird thing like that. I don't know because we're we're trying well, to you know, raise money to could, and go places on our bucket list. Yeah. You could you could always you know you could always if a woman likes it you know come up with it you could always say I told you to turn left. And if it's a guy writing it, he can always say, honey, I know where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. My famous last words. Trust me. Yeah, but you know what? I gotta, I've got to say this. When we end up at places that are really cool and spooky, it's usually because he's taking the wrong turn someplace. Holy Christ. What time is Perfect name for the book. The name of the book should be, I mean, the name of it should be, where the hell are we again? 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Where were we going? <laughs> we're going to turn it over, Cookie. <laughs> All righty, folks. This was a good show, and I'm oh. going to cut it short because I'm getting kind of tired here, and my dog getting Nancy. He's got to go, so I don't want him having any accidents in the house. Yeah, really and I thank good. everybody for coming on. Listen, shoppers, clean up all along. <laughs> <laughs> I thank you all for coming on. It was a great show, and we shall be talking to you. Now, please. Guys, it has been please, an honor on my half. Please go to our Facebook page and like it. Um, it's, like I said, what I said before, American Ghost Hunters, S.J. and Russ Wells. And, you know. Oh, it's so I can't wait to get a book signed by y'all. I really appreciate it, guys. Well, we'll definitely make sure you remind me of your name because I'm terrible with names. <laughs> yes, so. uh, it's, um, it's Matt. Remember Matt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. Big! Matt. Big. <laughs> All righty, I'm going to say good night now, and I shall talk to you folks later. Thank you for coming on the show. Good night. Thank you, guys. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.